Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Here we go again, kiddies. It's another Victory Monday and another Victory episode of Bear Up and Bear Down. And this week's Bear Up and Bear Down is brought to you by Bet Online. You know what, guys? It's another double header of fun headed upon us this week with the NFL and college football in full swing, the Big Ten and other conferences come back uh, this weekend. Uh, and by the time this airs, the World Series will be set. Will the will the Braves choke their ass and let the Dodgers in, or will they uh, will they be in the World Series with the waiting Tampa Bay Rays? We will find out. But the NFL, football, and baseball in full swing. And you might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And it was an interesting football game for our beloved. Uh, at times, it wasn't 11-on-11. 11 11, it was 11-on-17, 18 uh, because they were not only battling the Panthers, but the referees uh, at the same times. I mean, granted, the referees from time to time would would give us a call back uh, that was equally as terrible as the calls that were going against us. I mean, the officiating was awful today. Jesus Christ. But um, nonetheless, once again, this team persevered. They overcame. They got another victory. We're at 5-1 and one, heading into our big Monday night matchup with the Rams next week. Um, so let's find out who, uh, who made the list this week for bear up and bear down. So let's get to it. Victory episode number five in six tries so far this year. Cannot complain about that. I mean, we can complain all we want, uh, while the game is being played and the struggle is on. But uh, the result has been in our favor five out of six times so far this year. So can't do much complaining about that. What's going on, everybody? Larry back the week six episode for Bear Up and Bear Down. And um, that's another victory uh, episode. Um, you know, uh, the Bears are consistently inconsistent and definitely uh, make things uh, very, very interesting for us. Uh, as a fan base, just watching this team uh, two steps forward, one step back, uh, week in and week out. Uh, you know, the defense is smothering one second and then giving up big 20-yard crossing patterns uh, on the next one. It is stifling the run in the backfield and then giving up a 12-yard run right up the gut. And uh, then our offense, Nick Foles is brilliant, starts uh, like 11 out of 13 and then goes on a stretch where he's like 2 for 11 or something uh, like that. And then let's not even get started uh, with the running game. We'll talk about that here 
uh, in just a moment. So, I mean, it's so up and down uh, with this team, but one thing that is definitely uh, consistent is the fact that we come out on top week in and week out so far, just one bad week uh, against the number one defense in the NFL uh, It was what the Bears had uh, so far this year. I mean, we got a big test coming up next Monday uh, against the Rams, and, and I think um, – and you'll hear me say it in the knee-jerk reactions on tomorrow's deep dive that if the Bears win next week, if we go on the road and beat the Rams in Los Angeles, I don't want to hear anything more about pretenders after that because everyone really likes the Rams. They like the way that they look. They're also off to a fast start right now. As I'm recording this, they're getting ready to kick off uh, in San Francisco against the 49ers who are struggling as much as a football team can with injuries and they got the Super Bowl loser jinx on them and everything this year off to a two and three start the Rams are primed to be five and one when we see them uh next Monday if we can go on the road and beat the Rams on national TV I don't want to hear anything about pretenders anymore it may not be pretty but they're getting the job done so I mean it's just like I said a moment ago, we as Bear fans can complain until the, the cows come home during the 60 minutes of the football game. But in six games, five times, we've come away with the result that we want. We have the victory. You could label some of these games, yeah, buts or whatever, but there is no yeah, but column in, in the win. It's wins or losses, and occasionally there's a tie in there. But we're, we got more W's than L's, and I will take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. So, um, you know, let the talking heads talk uh, like me, the podcaster. I'm going to do my chatting and give you my analysis. But in the end, no matter what anybody says, the Bears are 5-1. and one. And thanks to Tampa Bay kicking the holy hell out of Green Bay today, we're alone in first place uh, in the NFC North. Our five wins is half a game better than uh, Green Bay's. So at five and one, we sit atop the NFC North right now. So suck on that. <laughs> I think that would even make us the number two seed in the NFC. If the season were to end today, the undefeated Seahawks would be one and we'd be the two seed at home against the seven seed, whoever that might be. So uh, very interesting situation afoot in the NFC North. And also, we're 3-0 and against the NFC South already. We've already beaten Atlanta. We beat uh, Tampa Bay last week, and we beat Carolina today. If we can uh, knock off the Saints next week, we'll be 4-0 against the, uh, the NFC South this year. And, uh, you know, if we can pull off the NFC North crown later this year, we will have won two divisions. We'll be the NFC North champ and the NFC South. So take that, you know. So, But we got to get it done in a couple weeks against the Saints, though. That's... That's more important. So let's go ahead and get these awards uh, started. And, you know, when I initially um, was looking at this, it was um, I didn't think I was going to be able to fill it out because it, it, was, it was one of those odd games where it's like nobody really stood out for the most part. And then you just kind of start picking out key moments uh, in the game and then it's the, then then the list started to fill itself out on on both sides uh, actually so I want to give up to, to a bear up let's start off with Jalen Johnson the kid makes a play early on in the football game deflects a uh, pass intercepted by Tayshawn Gibson bear up to Tayshawn Gibson his second interception 
of the season. And just like that, not only are the Pan- were the Panthers pinned down and on their heels after a big sack from Bilal Nichols, bear up to Bilal Nichols, not only for the sack in the first drive, but also for the the way the Bears played against the run today. Bilal Nichols usually a catalyst for our opponents being able to run the ball better because he's not as big and hard to move as Eddie uh, Goldman would be. But uh, he did much better today. The Bears a lot better stopping the run and bottling up Mike Davis uh, for the most part in this game. But uh, back to my original thought here, uh, Jalen Johnson just continued. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. ...used to make those plays. He got called for a a pass interference uh, today that I did not uh, agree with. Uh, you know, it, he I didn't see him holding the guy's hand. I saw the, his hand under Jalen Johnson's arm, but it's that's like where his hand was. I didn't see Jalen Johnson holding it, or at least I didn't see an angle that showed me that he did. So uh, it looked like a bad pass interference call and uh, set up the only touchdown of the second half for the, uh, for the Panthers. So... The Panthers got, a, like I said earlier, the Panthers got a lot of help from the referees today. Um, but bear up to Jalen Johnson. The kid's been a stud, forced into duty. Like, he, he's supposed to be sitting behind Artie Burns right now, but Artie Burns suffered the injury in training camp that cost him the season. So Jalen Johnson is, up, is the man. He's in there. Kevin Tolliver couldn't win the job, so it goes to the rookie, and the rookie's playing like a 10-year vet, man. He is awesome. Uh, and played again, played well again today. And the, the Panthers were challenging him. For the most part, he stepped up to the challenge. Uh, bear up to Kyle Fuller. I don't care what anybody says, man. I love the way how the way he hits people. How he's trying to take a chunk out of you every time he hits you. And uh, we should have gotten the same result this week that we did last week, where you know when Fuller comes across the middle to hit the receiver. And it's a clean hit. The flag gets picked up after the referees can have their little conference uh, or whatever. He got called for, you know, they let the the flag stand this time, and it was bogus. It was a clean hit. Shoulder to shoulder. The replay clearly shows shoulder to shoulder. That's a legal hit. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. And uh, not to mention, nobody wants to throw him. That's why Jalen Johnson is the one getting challenged, because nobody wants to throw it. Uh, at Kyle Fuller so bear up to Fuller and Johnson these guys have been studs for us in that secondary Uh, bear up to DeAndre Houston Carson second week in a row he makes the play that that the that closes the door uh, on our opponent last week it was him that deflected the pass on fourth down 
uh, against the Buccaneers to close out the game for the Bears, even though Brady thought it was third down point five or something. I don't know what the hell he was thinking, but, uh, you know, it was DeAndre Houston Carson that deflected the pass. And this week he steps in front of a Teddy Bridgewater pass and picks it off to shut it all the way down and seal the Bears' victory against Carolina. So that's two big plays in two weeks, so bear up to DeAndre Houston Carson for that. Um, Bear up to Mario Edwards. Here's a guy that we picked up off the street. He was the 53rd man that we signed uh, onto our roster. Um, Wasn't getting used very much in the beginning, and then all of a sudden, every time he's on the field, this guy is making plays, especially in the passing uh, passing game he is getting after the quarterback I think it was Mario Edwards that was in actually it was Robert Quinn but Robert uh, Mario Edwards was constantly being disruptive uh, in the pocket uh, today and I should have called his name out at least one or two times prior uh, to today I think he made a play last week against Tampa Bay I probably should have put him on the list for but uh, making up for it now so bear up to uh, Mario Edwards and um, bear up to Cole Komet Turns out he is still on the team. Did you guys know that? He is on the team, made two really nice catches in the first half, and then, of course, we never heard from him uh, again. But one of those catches was a touchdown. Cole Komet's got one in the end zone, his first as a Bear, so Bear up to the kid getting his first touchdown. Uh, Bear up to our third down, offense and defense. We were 7 of 14 on third downs today. That is is awesome. I mean, 50-50. Uh, on on third downs is better than average and uh, our third down defense the Panthers were three of 13 on third down last week the the Buccaneers were killing us uh, on third down or at least it felt like it uh, anyway but three of 13 is outstanding uh, for our defense and third down had been a problem for us going into these last couple of games we've been getting it done uh, the last couple of weeks Uh, bear up to Chuck Pagano you got to give the guy credit. His defense has been stepping up week in and week out, and they're the reason that we're 5-1. and one. You know, our offense is it's, it's kind of a here-today, gone-tomorrow kind of offense. They look awesome one drive and then completely inept uh, on the next one. You can't really trust our offense, but we can trust our defense uh, to be there for us. I think we're probably in the top five or at least in the top ten on scoring defense once again. And, you know, because we're keeping our opponents below uh, a certain line, our offense is able to score just enough uh, to get us a victory. So bear up to Chuck Pagano for his defensive unit answering the call week in and week out and being the one thing that we can rely on uh, as a Bear fan to, uh, you know, that we know that this unit is going to perform. And then finally, bear up to Cairo Santos kicking a career-long 55-yarder just before halftime today, kicked two other field goals, nailed all of his extra points. And I don't think Carolina got a chance to return a kick today with him kicking it out the back of the end zone pretty much every single time. Just an outstanding game uh, from Cairo Santos and Eddie Panera. Is that his name? Eddie Panera? I I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't think he's going to be our kicker uh, anymore. So they might as well just go ahead and – and cut him now or see if they can move him or, or whatever. Because not only is Panero still on IR, but we also have another kicker in Kai Forbath on the uh, practice squad. So I think uh, the Eddie Panero uh, era is over uh, in Chicago. Uh, I think it would be nuts to replace Cairo Santos right now. He's just kicking way too well. 
Hey guys, taking a quick break from the show to thank our sponsors once again. Bet Online. Uh, the wait is finally over. A doubleheader of fun is upon us this week. We got the World Series kicking off uh, later this week. We got the NFL and college football. The Big Ten is coming back this weekend. And you might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action with Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The show is also brought to you by Manscaped. Listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, snags, and tugs on those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. I said all that in one breath. How about that? Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? It might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, delivering a maximum confidence experience uh, while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff, and it's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and our hairs in our holes looking nice. Once again, 20% off and free shipping with with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds, and let's get back to the show. <laughs> well, I didn't really plan it this way, but we're going to finish up with Bear Downs uh, this week. Uh, here's a list of some guys that I'm not happy with uh, today. The first one being uh, Bear Down to Anthony Miller. Um, I know his number isn't getting called a lot lately, but it just seems like whenever his number does get called, he's Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde he, because he can either do something absolutely brilliant and, you know, like, like the catches that he made in Detroit for the game winner, being there, right man, right time in the, in the, in the Atlanta game, or he's that guy that has no field awareness. He, there was a play in the first quarter today, I think it was like third and three, um, Nick Foles finds him coming across the middle and he catches the ball right at the first down marker. But instead of just diving ahead and getting the first down, live to fight another day, he decides that he wants to try to get more. Now, I appreciate the mentality if it's second down, but it's third down. Get across the, the line, get us the, the, the line to gain, get us the first down so we can continue 
to roll. Instead, he decides to take a step backwards, killing his own progress and losing yards on the play. So instead of getting the first down, we only gained a yard on the play after he got done uh, jerking around, and it was fourth and two, and we had to punt the ball. So he single-handedly killed the drive. And then on the following uh, drive, uh, we throw a pass to uh, Jalen, uh, not Jalen Johnson, um, Darnell Mooney, excuse me. I was thinking of a, a dynamic rookie who's done awesome this year. But Darnell Mooney, who's running towards the sidelines and has the presence of mind to stick the ball out to get it over the first down marker, got us the first down, we moved the chains, and so on. Here's a rookie that's paying attention to where he is on the field, knows the situations, boom, uh, got it done. Um, it seems like Anthony Miller is either – the goat or the goat you know what i'm saying he's either the greatest of all time making brilliant catches or he's that guy wondering why we wasted a draft pick uh, on this kid his i don't think i've ever seen uh, a player on the bears that runs as hot and cold as anthony miller does i mean i love the guy you guys remember me talking about him when we first drafted him coming in saying he was going to score all these touchdowns and then he did as a rookie he led the team in touchdowns his rookie year uh, in 2018, a seven or eight or whatever it was, he was tops in the team. Then last year, not so much. This year, he's either brilliant or he's awful. And, you know, we got to find a middle ground with Anthony Miller because I love this kid. I want him to succeed. I want him to be better. It's just that, you know, like I said, he's either the, the best receiver on the field or you're wondering how it was he stole that uniform. You know, it just it blows my mind sometimes uh, the way that Anthony Miller has played. Uh, bear down to Rashad Coward. Uh, he was awful uh, today. Uh, he was playing in uh, place of James Daniels. I don't know why Alex Bars didn't get the start, especially after uh, you know after he got settled down against Tampa Bay. He played well against the Buccaneers, so I figured it would be his job uh, coming into this week against the Panthers. They went with Rashad Coward. I guess they felt more comfortable with the guy that had more experience whatever but uh there it was and um you know there were a couple of plays uh today where uh there was one we were down in the red zone and we were running the football which didn't happen often enough in my opinion against the 31st ranked rush defense uh today um the defender ran right across uh coward's face and tackled uh montgomery from behind two yards deep uh, in the backfield now I don't know if the play was going to open up and we were going to gain big yardage or anything like that all I know is that we'll never know because the guy smoked you know Rashad Coward and got him right across his face you as an offensive lineman you never ever let a man beat you to the inside you don't ever let that happen especially in a situation like that that's just him being faster off the ball than you that is a poor effort and that is all on Rashad Coward. He got smoked on that play. It happened again uh, later on in pass protection. The guy just ran right past him, right to his inside, which as a former offensive lineman, I know I talk about this a lot. I only made it to high school, but still. As an offensive lineman, I know you want him to go to your outside because that's the long way around. If he beats you to the inside, it's the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, and the straight line is when he can cut right inside of you. You cannot let your man beat you to the inside. You do everything as possible. I don't give a damn if you clothesline him, get called for a holding penalty. Do not let him beat you 
to the inside, and I witnessed Rashad Coward doing that over and over uh, today. So bear down to Rashad Coward. Bear down to Charles Leno. As far as I'm concerned, this guy is playing on borrowed time in a Bear uniform. Okay, after having his awesome year, his consistent penalty-free awesome year in 2018, he is getting beaten like a redheaded stepchild out there, man. Uh, you know, there that play where uh, Foles threw the interception, and in, like after we got the fumble recovery on the very next play, Foles throws an interception, gives the ball right back to Carolina. Uh, actually, that was the one where 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 Rashad Coward got beat. But there were other ones um, where, where Leno – and it's to the inside, which is what makes me insane. It's another thing if he – you know, if the defender comes all the way around the wheel and gets back to the quarterback, those sacks are usually more on the quarterback because he didn't get rid of the ball on time. It's a coverage sack kind of thing. If your pass defender, your pass rusher, can come all the way around you and then find his way back to circle into the quarterback, that's on the receiver's. That's a coverage. It's on the quarterback. That's on the receivers because he had the time because you gave it to him. You personally, you did your job. Your guy had to take the long way around to get to the quarterback. I'm seeing way too many times where Charles Leno's guys take the shortcut and get to the quarterback, beat him to the inside, and and Foles has to rush the throw. He makes a mistake. He throws an interception or has to take a sack that's going to cost us eight yards uh, or something like that, especially with an offense that struggles in gaining yards consistently. So um, I've never been a fan of Charles Leno. I have said over and over over the years that I've never seen what Ryan Pace is just he's enamored with Charles Leno. I, I've never been able to see it. You know, he's been cutting down on the mistakes as far as penalties. We don't hear his name very much this year. He has improved with that for sure. But, you know, whenever you see the offensive line making a mistake, it's Charles Leno. And now it's Rashad Coward. So great on the left side, uh, protecting our quarterback's uh, blind side. We got the two inept offensive linemen sitting shoulder to shoulder. So looking forward to how that's going to turn out in the future. And then finally, bear down to Matt Nagy. Talk about a guy that's lucked out the last two weeks. Last week, throwing the ball on second and third down uh, in that situation against the Buccaneers when we were driving to try to set up our game-winning uh, field goal passing the ball when he should have been running it to get Tampa Bay to burn up their timeouts to burn up the clock to give Tom Brady as little time and no timeouts to work with instead we give him about 35 40 seconds that he shouldn't have had and a timeout to try to you know do a game-winning drive uh, against us it happened again today we run on first down. We run on second down. Carolina's burning up their timeouts. They got one timeout left. It's third and two, and Nagy throws the ball. Oh. <sighs> throws the ball. So not only did it save Carolina some time, it also saved them a timeout. You know, and it's just one of those, like, you know, because they burned up the first two timeouts on the running plays, it was another one of those three-play 17-second drives or something like that, giving Carolina the ball back uh, you know, with a timeout, with over a minute left, and it shouldn't have been that way. At the very least, they sh maybe they have a minute left, but they also have no timeouts. So everything has to go out of bounds. We just protect the outside uh, of the field because they can't afford to get tackled in the middle of the field to take up too much time. But no, instead, 
We throw the football. It's incomplete. Saves Carolina the timeout, and they start coming back the other way. If not for, hey, let's end on the positive note and just say it one more time, bear up to DeAndre Houston or, yeah, Houston Carson for making the game-saving interception to shut the door uh, on Carolina and covering up for Matt Nagy again. You know, his play calling has just baffled me from from week to week, from last year, this year. I don't understand what the guy's trying to do. Um, you'll hear me talk about it in the knee-jerk reactions tomorrow uh, in the third quarter knee-jerk reaction. Second week in a row, we've got some good momentum coming into halftime, and we start with the ball in the second half. And it's just like, what are we doing with that first drive Instead of just running the offense, Nagy's got to get cute, and we're running flea flickers, we're running double screens, we're you know we're trying to trick the defense instead of just lining up and running the offense and beating our opponent. It makes me insane to watch Nagy do this stuff, man. Week in and week out, he's got to be the smartest guy in the room. He is more intent on trying to catch our opponent with our pants down than he is without just you know like it. He says week in and week out that he trusts our offense, he believes in our offense, and yet everything he does in play calling contradicts that. If you think that you have the better team or if you think that your guys are good enough to do what you want them to do, then you don't need flea flickers. You don't need double screens. You don't need trick plays or any of that nonsense. You just need to line them up, call your plays, and run the offense. And week after week, you see Nagy doing stuff that we can't – we can't fathom why we're doing this at this point in the game unless it, the truth is you don't trust them or you don't trust your offensive line to give your quarterback the time to throw the ball and blah, 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 blah. Everything that he does supports everyone's theory about his lack of trust or lack of faith in the offense in one phase uh, or another. And yet he's like, no, no, no. We, we can, I knew that we can do this. And, we, and, and everything he does flies in the face of it. So... Nagy really does need to give up play calling. He really does. He's a fantastic coach. I love him as our head coach. He is a lousy play caller, a lousy game planner. We need to hand that off to somebody else so he can coach the team. I think we would thrive in that type uh, of situation. Uh, I was watching the NBC Sports uh, after show, Olin Krutz, uh, who's been a guest on the show, by the way, uh, Alex Brown, Lance Briggs with, uh, with Dave Kaplan, or Dan Kaplan, Dave, whichever one it is, I'm sorry. But, um, you know, and, and own crew said, like, all the things that they've changed, uh, they brought in, you know, a new running back, they've changed the offensive coordinator, they've changed the uh, offensive line coach because Laser and Castillo are the running game coordinators now, and as opposed to Heastan and Helfrich from a year ago. So that's changed, and yet the results are the same. Uh, and running the ground is how many things are you going to change before you change the play caller itself? So, and I think we're running out of things to change. We've changed the quarterback. We've got a brand new offensive line coach. We got a brand new offensive uh, coordinator uh, out there. And yet the results in the running game and in our offense being inconsistent and things like that are still the same. You know, even with all the success we had in 2018, we had the world's greatest defense covering up our shortcomings uh, on offense it's kind of hard to try to continue to cover that up because the defense looks human at times and, you know, in their bend but don't break uh, ways. But it's, it's maddening to sit there and it's just like we keep banging. It's, the, you know, what the definition of insanity. You, you, you keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. 
that's where we're at with the with the play calling. I, I I truly believe Nagy needs to give up the play calling duties. Let Laser call the plays. Let Filippo uh, call. I don't give a damn. Let somebody else do it. You coach the you coach the play coach the coaches coach the team. Uh, it's obvious that he's a good leader of men. The players love him. You see the way that we we keep fighting week in and week out. They're doing that for somebody, not just for themselves, but they're doing it because they believe in Coach Nagy. Stop calling the plays. Turn it over to somebody else. Coach the team, and I think that we'll be in a much better position. I honestly do. So um, bear down to Matt Nagy uh, for hanging on to the play calling far beyond when he probably should have humbled himself and just given it up. So, um, so there you have it. There's bear up and bear down. And our MVB for the week. This one was tough. Like Remember at the top of the show I said I had a trouble at, at, at first glance coming up with people in you know who I who stood out in today's game and uh you know had trouble putting the list together um when it came out to you know who was the most invaluable person on the field today uh believe it or not it, there weren't like several candidates when it came down to it there was one guy one guy who stood out one guy who turned out to be the most important player on the field and it was Cairo Santos I got to give the, the MVB award to Cairo Santos. He kicked the three uh, field goals. He, uh, you know, was perfect on his extra points. That's, what, 12 points that he was responsible for uh, today. And like I said, I don't think Carolina returned any kicks, maybe one or two. Um, and he was just outstanding uh, uh, today. I mean, I, nobody else really stood out the way that Cairo Santos did. Uh, God bless him. He's been a contender a couple of times uh, this year. Uh, for this award and today against Carolina he finally won it so the most valuable bear for week number six Cairo Santos and uh, that'll do it guys bear up and bear down for week number six another victory episode as our beloved move to five and one heading into a big Monday night matchup against the LA Rams next week looking forward uh, to that one because I think it's either going to be a repeat of Sunday Night Football from 2018, or I think the Rams are going to carve us to pieces. I don't think this is going to be a close one. Uh, I, I think it's either going to be a defensive battle like it was a couple years ago where we came out on top, or I think the you know that um, they're, the Rams are going to kill us. I, I think it's going to be one extreme or the other. I really do. So we'll see uh, what happens. But um, come on back tomorrow. We'll do the deep dive. We'll, uh, we'll do our, our knee-jerk reactions and uh, get ready for week number seven. But we got to close the book on week number six first. Come on back tomorrow for the deep dive review episode of the Bear Stalk Underground. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bear Stalk Underground.